0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bloom Pod. I'm your host, Lauren Taylor, and I'm so excited to encourage the heck out of you over the next 60-ish minutes. We're having conversations that will ignite your spark and challenge you to embrace your real. We're breaking down barriers and encouraging you to embrace the incredible queen you are. Basically, we're having a giant slumber party and you're gonna leave feeling inspired, encouraged to step into your power. So turn up the volume and get ready to bloom with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bloom Pod. I am your host, Lauren Taylor. And today we have brand strategist, community builder, good energy wrangler, witty connoisseur, and human champion, Lauren McPhillips. Renegade Love, her digital arena, is one for the ages, honoring inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things with their lives. She embodies candidness, trust, confidence, and fun that sparks inspiration for her community, making everyone feel seen and heard. Lauren reminds us that this is our life. Don't let other people's expectations dictate how you live it.
1: Hi, Lauren. Hi, what a nice intro. That was so sweet. I loved it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I love you and I am so
0: overjoyed that you're on the
1: flip pod. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I know. I love following you online. Your energy is just it's so contagious. It's I love it. So I know it's going to be a really good chat.
0: Thank you so much. Well, one title I did not mention, which honestly, I think it's your most important title, and that's being Keith's human, your pup. (laughs) It was a work of art.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it's so funny how many people follow me on Instagram and they're like, you know, we love everything you put out, but we're really here for Keith. He is such a character. He is, yeah, he is a highlight of my Instagram for sure.
0: I'm a total fangirl of his. I would just love to hear your journey with Keith. Like, take us back, and I just want to hear your entire relationship and everything.
1: Oh my gosh, I love this. So we had applied for a rescue dog through a company based in Toronto called Save Our Scruff. And they rescue, they have a, a sister company based in, I think it's Mexico and then Dominican Republic. And it's just street dogs that they, you know, take off the streets that are just kind of wandering and don't have any homes. So they work and they, and then people can adopt them from Canada. And so we did, we saw this dog on their Instagram and he was just so scruffy and just looked like he had so much character. And so we reached out We went through the process and and in 3 weeks they're like this dog's coming to canada do you want to foster <laughs> and so we're just like yeah let's do it and we lived in toronto in a condo and he just kind of yeah showed up and then we like as soon as i saw him i was like this is our dog we need to keep him and he's just been yes. the best yeah he like has like the most attitude <laughs> he loves my husband and yeah it's uh, it's definitely an unrequited love between me and him but I will always try. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: His everything from his hairstyle to his personality. I mean, I. One, that was totally meant to be because you can see the connection that you both have to each other. But then it just, I don't know, you just bring such a hilarious light. So I love that you share him and please continue to do so because he just brightens up our entire day.
1: <laughs> I will for sure. He always brings the laughs. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: You've been super candid in your digital space, which I love and I resonate with so much. And so you have spoken about debilitating period pain. And something that you would share it is for anyone whose life is impacted by debilitating period pain or who is moving through the pain behind closed doors. I see you. I feel you. Your experience is valid. Period pain is common, but not normal. Keep advocating for yourself. Could you share your journey with debilitating period pain and what sparked for you to share publicly?
1: Yeah, so I had been uh, like since 2015, I'd been writing a blog. <clears throat> I started this Renegade Love, yeah, back in 2015. And so I'd always been, you know, it was always important for me to share really just authentic, real, raw content. That's what I wanted to attract people that were interested in me and that could resonate with things I was going through. And so, um, yeah, one day, I think it was 2017, um, I was just working out in the condo at my, uh, sorry, at the gym in my condo, and all of a sudden felt this like really sharp pain. And I thought, oh, maybe I just have cramps, whatever, I'll just finish. And then within a couple minutes, I was like, I need to go headed back upstairs. And by the time the elevator got to my, to my suite, I was crawling on the floor through Mm. through the door and was just then it was just like vomit, diarrhea. It was like everything was exiting my body. And just this intense pain that was like a twisting, it was kind of like contractions is what I would relate it to, Mm. because it would come on for 20 seconds really intensely and then go away for 10. And then I had no idea what was happening to me. It was absolutely terrifying and after about an hour and a half it just completely dissipated and i was kind of left wondering like what the hell just happened to me i had no idea and it was and then i got my period during that time as well and so and my husband was away at the time my parents were traveling my sister so i had no one and i was just you know really had no idea what was going on i kind of like let it go because i was like okay don't really know what that was maybe it was just like really bad cramps or whatever and then about you know several months later like half a year later, uh, I was at my cottage with my family and the same thing happened. And again, came on really, really quickly. And it was just, I was just, again, like, I mean, I'm pale anyway, but I was like green and just, yeah, it was, it was not a good look. And so my, so I said, you know, I really need to go and get this checked out. And so a bunch of tests, you know, they did, um, like internal, like internal x ray whatever it is, um, the wand. <laughs> <laughs> Like an internal ultrasound, that's what it is. And so basically found that there was a bunch of cysts on my ovaries and that, mm. they, that they burst. So they rupture. And yeah, found out that, you know, there's nothing I can really do about it. They're always going to appear. It's really managing the inflammation in my body, all this kind of stuff. So it still happens, I would say, maybe a couple times a year. It really is just. I've worked with holistic nutritionists to try to manage that inflammation in the body through nutrition. But there's nothing, or you know, you can take Advil beforehand, things like that before my period. But yeah, it's it's women's health is in shambles. It really is, yeah. and um, you know, so there's there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done in the women's health space um, because there's a lot of friends that I have as well who have fibroids. Disproportionately impacts Black women as well, and like a massive massive way. And so mm-hmm. a lot of my friends have fibroids, have had to, you know, had surgery, hysterectomies from that and because there's just no other option, which seems absolutely bananas to me. Yes. <laughs> absolutely yes. bananas that that's the only option that that women have. So I'm I'm always very vocal about it in in my sharing mm. because so many people go through this and go through behind closed doors
0: mm. because
1: we've been told that, you know, yeah, period. Everyone gets period pain. Yeah, just you know, take mm. some take some pain pills and you be it fine. Up. It's
0: fine. Yep.
1: Right, and and that's just not the case. And someone had left a comment on one of my posts, and they said, you know, even the media. Whenever you see tampon commercials, it's mm. like, oh, you know, now you can continue on with your day, the and you can frolicking do this.
0: through the fields.
1: Yes. <laughs> and you can do all of you can continue to do all of these amazing things rather than say hey like lean into rest and take care of yourself. And so that's also always been the narrative that's been posed to us. So so for me it's always important to talk about it so that other people don't feel so alone in the pain that they're going through and also to tell them like hey, it's okay to take time off work. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel shame about it. Like what you're going through is trauma on your body and emotional trauma as well. So
0: I felt so seen by that post because and especially in that part where you spoke about behind closed doors because I've also experienced this similarly and it as you were sharing before my experience was very much the same in in diarrhea throwing up could not move off the bathroom floor I just felt like I was just I was dying. I mean, I don't even know how else to describe that. And as you mm-hmm. said, it's, it's so traumatic, that pain. This is really, i probably your post was one of the first times that I've ever really seen it online and speaking about and your honesty in that. And I have definitely taken more steps towards my health when it comes to doctors. Cause I think there's also like, for me, like I was used to be so afraid of doctors just because mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it's called white coat syndrome. And I just, I was like, "Mm, like, it's fine. I'll take some Advil, some ibuprofen, whatever. But, and now, but now in having like an OBGYN and also a program that my doctor has where like, you just can like, just speak to counselors before you go to doctors as well, too, Mm -hmm. just like to also help with the mental health aspect, which I really love. You know, our bodies are so intricate. And it can just be a really intimidating thing, especially when I feel like there can be also a lot of shame around it. And there's like a lot of like, you know, guilt around of like, oh, like, I should be able to handle this. And and what I used to think like, oh, well, I I should be able to take this on. It's fine. But really, it wasn't fine. So I'm so... Grateful for this post and many others who have shared as well too. It just gives that seed of encouragement to take those steps forward.
1: Absolutely, and I mean it's really sad that the that the standard in I guess the general medical community of what I've dealt with anyway is that it's exactly that of okay, like you're you're fine, you know. It's Mm -hmm. just continue on if it happens again, come back. And the first time that that pain was validated for me from someone in the medical community, I cried. I was like, mm. it was the first time that I felt seen, and that they recognized that this is that this trauma that has impacted your body is also impacting your head, and it's showing up in other places in your body as well because you're holding on to that. And when I was validated in that sense, it was like a full release, and I just started bawling. <laughs> mm. Oh my
0: gosh, oh my gosh, but I'm, I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that you had that experience because then now in your advocacy for that, that is so impactful and, and so needed as well Mm -hmm. too, because I would want everyone to, to feel that and to feel seen. Oh, such a scary thing. But again, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you shared. You are an incredible trailblazer for honesty, for, candidacy for just really the human experience um, and in sharing all the aspects of that. And one of the campaigns that I loved was the next campaign, I Love Your Shape. And I would just love to hear like all the details that went into that. And your quote, which was, I'm a human being always changing. And what was behind the inspiration of your quote?
1: Yeah, that was a really fun campaign. They had reached out because I'd worked with NYX before. And I I know Joanna, who is the founder of NYX and is just an incredible, speaking of trailblazers, like she is a trailblazer. Yeah, Incredible. And I just, I really loved the brand. I love everything they stood for. So when they reached out, I thought, oh my gosh, I was so honored. I'd never done any modeling before. So even the photos, I was like, oh gosh. (laughs) But... The thing that was also so scary about it was that I was going to be naked. So (laughs) you like just went right in there. (laughs) I I know exactly. And I was, and it was at a studio. So it was all of these, you know, like a big photography team and there was video. So I'm just kind of standing there naked in front of, you know, 15 people, 15 strangers at a time (laughs) with like these lights on me, but I also was just like, you know, I'm going to lead into this. And it was fun. And as soon as I kind of went in without having any guard, and I just didn't care. (laughs) It was great. And I really, (laughs) really leaned into it. And I really loved it. Yeah, it was it was such a rewarding experience. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. So with that quote, I just think it just kind of is that reminder that you are always changing that to stop like trying to be a version of yourself that you once were to be be so focused on the future. Um, And there's another quote that I love that kind of plays into that that is honor the space between no longer and not yet. And just Mm. like sit with who you are right now. Sit with this person that is is changing and is learning and is leaning into curiosity and just enjoy and embrace them and don't dislike them. Just, you know, love the person that you are now, love the person that you were and honor who they were and then honor the person that you're going to become. Oh, that just gave me chills. Yeah, <laughs> no longer,
0: not yet. Oh, that's so. Oh, yeah. that's so good. But I, I love that you just went for it. Like, first of all, you're so cool, and that is so cool. <laughs> that. <laughs> and I, I've, I've watched that campaign, and just seeing all these powerhouses and these women, and, and speaking about all their, their magic and the fabrics of their bodies. I mean. That that was just so phenomenal. And I love Joanna. I love Nick's. I, I think, you know, brands like that, in which you, you speak to this in your bio, um, where brands have this human feel where mm-hmm. we feel like, oh, I I see myself like they they get me, they understand me, this resonates. There's nothing else like it. It's just like, you know, those are the type of brands I feel like we would support until our like last day because they are just being such champions in that.
1: Yeah. And, and I think like that humanness behind brands is so important because people, everyone, like people nowadays have such a bullshit factor. You, mm. and you really want to break down that wall between being a business and being something that's like a moneymaker and being someone who is a champion for change. And I think that that's what Nix is at their core, And I've always connected with brands like that. And it's always been important for me to partner with brands like that, where you can tell that the good that they're putting out in the world is for the purpose of putting good into the world and not just to make money and take advantage of something that's popular right now. They really do it at the core of their being. So yeah, it was, it was, I loved the campaign and I I love that brand.
0: Your posts in your space of the internet are all so bookmark worthy like every single one and I probably have so I have um on Instagram you can create different albums I'm pretty sure I have like half your posts in all of my albums um (laughs) but (laughs) one post that I really oh I just really loved it I'm going to read it on here because I just truly think this belongs in every literature ever that needs to be read (laughs) okay And so you shared a little reminder for anyone who needs to hear it, which calling myself out, it's okay to start over. It's okay to quit. It's okay to never finish. It's okay to fall out of love with something or out of love with someone It's okay to take a job that pays less than your last. It's okay to turn your passion into a business. It's okay to work nine to five. It's okay to not always be climbing. It's okay to put happiness before hustle. It's okay to say no. It's okay to let go. It's okay to just not know. It's okay to move on. It's okay to take time to figure it all out. It's okay to put yourself first. It's your life. Don't let anyone else's expectations define how you live it. Lauren, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, What? Speechless. I want to hear the inspiration behind this. You're genius. Like, share it all.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I feel like internet is just constantly telling you the type of person that you should be, how you should be living your life. All we see are people who are you know, taking something they love and turning it into a business, which is great. And, you know, people who are just doing all of these amazing things, and it often can feel like we aren't good enough. And it can feel like if we don't know what we want to be doing with our lives, if we are feeling like we're in a place where we're stuck, if we're feeling like the thing that we have been working on isn't working, um, but we're too scared to let it go, because that means failure. There's just all these narratives that are constantly circling us. And I just think that it's like it's time to step back and just reassess. And like, we don't need to be moving at this massively fast pace all the time. We can sit with who we are. We can try new things. We can lean into curiosity. We can do things just for the sake of doing them, learn new things for the sake of learning them without turning it into a business, without having it to be something that makes money for us. We can learn something and be absolute crap at it. <laughs> like That's okay. And so I think we just need these reminders that it, it's okay to not know what you want to do. It's okay to you know, it's okay to work if you love working nine to five, working nine to five, I don't know where this narrative came from, that, that we all need to be entrepreneurs. Like, I think it's great if you have that spirit, and that's what you want to do. But it's like, entrepreneurs wouldn't be successful if they didn't have teams working for them. So Mm. like, you know, what I mean, they wouldn't be anywhere (laughs) if they didn't have all the other people building their businesses up. So, so I think it's really just sitting back and thinking like, Forget the noise on the internet. What is right for me and what feels good? And don't feel stressed about where you are in your life because everyone's path is different. So,
0: a (laughs) word, a word. I don't know why this hits so hard, but even it can be the simplest, iconic sayings that when you say it over and over again, because I think sometimes the human brain, we need to hear it over and over again. So, the one thing that stood out to me in this work of literature art is that (laughs) when you kept saying it's okay like it just it almost like just moved me to tears because I think that hearing that like especially when we're faced with those doubts and those fears and that imposter syndrome and like all these things it just gives that allowance to take that deep breath and that allowance to be sitting in in whatever we're sitting in and just to feel whatever we need to feel and do whatever we need to do. Whenever your book comes out, like this needs to be like a front page. And again, it just, it just gave me such peace, like so much peace.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's like no one needs a permission slip obviously, but sometimes it is nice to hear that. Like someone say, Hey, Like, it's okay. It's okay if you don't know what you want to do. The thing for me where a lot of that kind of sparked from is I was at a point as well where I was like, okay, you know, I've been, I've had this brand for so long and wrestling with the idea of like, do I do something else? Do I let go of this? But, you know, it's really hard when you've built something to let go. And so a lot of people hold on to things for a really long time because, again, they're scared of that failure. If I let go of this, it's like a death of something whatever. and whatever. It's like, it's okay to let go. If, if it's something that isn't feeding you anymore, just let it go and move on, and you will feel a weight off of your shoulders. And most people won't even care anyway <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> That part. You know what I mean? We think everyone yeah. cares so much about what we're doing when other people are in their own silos in their own life that at the end of the day, like, stop, like, stop thinking about what other people want for you because they're worried about their own selves. So yeah, yes. focus on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in focusing on ourselves and just living the life and how we want to live it. You have shared the choice to be child free is not a problem to overcome. And whatever choice you make around having children or not having children, is valid. And no one should be trying to change your mind to fit their own beliefs or agenda. It's hilarious to me that this is even like a hot topic or that, or, you know, even something that would upset people, but what was the driving force for you to share this and has this feedback from other people, um, whether negative or positive, how did that affect your mental health?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say like my mental health has been fine through it because I have never questioned this decision. Like it's, it's never, ever, I just never, ever wanted kids <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, I always say, I'm like, I actually haven't made a decision. I just continued living my life. The decision is, mm-hmm. do I have, like, I'm having kids. That is the big decision, but people kind of flip it the other way. Like, how did you decide not to have kids? I'm like, I just kept living. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, it's, laughs> Kept going so on of things, yes, yes. So, but how it kind of came up was this was years ago. I wrote a blog post called "I Don't Want Kids and That's Okay," and it came out of you know I had met someone. I was at an event with a friend, and then they had like an acquaintance, and I was chatting to them, and this sort of discomfort around when they asked me, you know, do you have kids? And I said, no, I don't. I have like I have a dog or whatever. And it was the response was, oh, it's okay. Like you'll get there instead of just say moving on and, you know, accepting Mm -hmm. that. And it, you know, that it kind of happens all the time. There's this discomfort around when women say that they don't have kids, people don't know how to respond to it. And so they say things or they have these assumptions that you're like a selfish person or that, you know, or be like, oh, well, you don't know what love is until, you know, you have kids of your own, mm-hmm. all this kind of mm-hmm. like ridiculous, invalidating um, responses. And so that post, that blog post had kind of like taken off. And then, yeah, I just, I've always continued to talk about it. And I'm very lucky that, you know, I don't come from a, a family like my family it doesn't pressure me at all. Because um, I, I do know there's lots of people who aren't in that situation. And there's right. also lots of cultures where the expectation is very much to right. procreate. So I'm very like lucky in that sense. But there's also just lots of people who reach out when I do speak about this choice and saying, you know, I'm just getting, I'm getting pressure from my mother-in-law and she really wants grandkids and this and this, and, you know, I don't really know what to do. And then just think like, whoa, let's back it up because (laughs) your mother-in-law is not having a child. Like it, to me, it's the hugest responsibility in the world and I have like the endless respect from others, because I'm like, I do not want that job. It is the hardest job in the world. And it is a job (laughs) at the end of the day. And so you have to be crystal clear on whether you want them or not. And so really sitting and, and like, really just not thinking about what anyone else's opinion is, is always the advice I give to people. But it's really taken off the conversation, which I'm happy. There's so many people talking about it now. Um, but you always get like clapbacks from people just, you know, saying, well, it's because no one wants to love you anyway. You'll never find oh, all this stuff. It's like, Ugh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, I'm fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. Living your best, living your best life. That's empowering for me when I was younger, I, I used to say like, oh, like I want like 10 kids and I like just all this, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, And then as I got older, I really started to have that serious conversation with myself if I really want kids, because for me, I, I romanticize everything. So like, I think that I was romanticizing children and not really taking into account of just, I mean, it's a whole human being that you're not only responsible for till they're eighteen, but for life, really. I mean, that, that that having that, and so I think after speaking, like my my extended family, they're very much into you know have kids, have babies, get married, the whole thing. My dad, he's very much of like, no, you don't need to get married until you're sixty. So he's you know he's fine. <laughs> he's supportive of it either way. But I think I've I've had to make peace in a way in which, um, cause I think I've also had this fear of like being lonely, like, you know, cause I also think about not just kids, but then, you know, a partner in life or marriage or like all that. And so I'm trying right now, uh, with my therapist to find peace in that, like to find peace and being okay with either or. So like, if I really, if I do want kids being like understanding, if I, I guess, asking myself for sure if I do want kids or like, if it doesn't happen, how do I feel about that? Like just kind of all the scenarios. And then also thinking too that, you know, I've spoken to other moms about this and thinking about having kids. It's like, you know, if my body's not able to have kids, what does that look like? Or if my kid is needing different accessibility things, what does that look like? Like just really having kind of all these discussions because I just think that sometimes, I know for me, like before I just thought of, oh, just having kids. It's like, it's like playing Sims, like having a kid and it's fine. And like, you know, the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but just not thinking about all those different factors.
1: Yeah. That's a really interesting way of putting it is romanticizing the idea of it. And I think people it's, it's in any way people romanticize marriage. They romanticize having kids and like marriage is tough. (laughs) I mean, it's wonderful and fulfilling, but it's like, it's work. And, um and the same like with kids, and I'm, I'm very lucky that I have friends with amazing kids. I have two beautiful nieces that I'm obsessed with. It doesn't make me want to be a mother any like at all. And people are, you know, people are always like, Oh, doesn't this like, doesn't this give you like baby fever? I'm like, not at all. Like, <laughs> I don't even think about it. It's, you know, it's, I just, it doesn't even cross my mind, but I can still like love them. And, and you can also, I think the other thing is that you can not have children and still be a maternal person and have maternal Mm. qualities and characteristics. And I always like relate this to Oprah. She is the kindest, warmest gives so much to other people and has those maternal qualities, but doesn't have any like biological children of her own. So like you can, it doesn't mean that you're this cold hearted, hates kids a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I still enjoy those things. And, and everyone's experience is going to be different. But in terms of the loneliness factor, I've never, ever, ever felt that. And I'm so lucky. It's, you know, I cultivate relationships in different ways and nurture relationships in different ways. But yeah, it's never, never been a thing for me.
0: But that I love that because I know for me like my trauma. I mean, my I said not trauma, but it is it's my trauma from that stems from that loneliness. And I think I think that's also another thing to consider as well. Because I I have a friend who I mean she she grew up in the most loving of home, and and not to say that people can't have still have anxiety depression and the whole thing is coming from a loving home the way that she views relationships marriage and kids is in a very to me is in a very like healthy way and I think for me I've had to uncondition and unlearn so many things and then to relearn and recondition my brain to look at relationships kids marriage in a healthier way and I think that's a big another thing where I'm like and not, and we're always going to be on a continuous healing journey. But I know for me, I would never want to enter into something and not feel like I'm in a, in a, having a strong foundation with like my mental health as I like enter into those things. Because I've learned that like, especially within relationships, you know, sometimes like I used to have this list of everything that I wanted, like in a guy or whatever, but I'm like, I think it's also important that I also reflect that stuff in myself as well, too. As an example, if I want a caring person, like I should also be like a caring person and to really like attract the things within myself. So it's all those different layers that I'm just like, yeah, I, for me, like I'm still on this Lauren healing journey right now. And if it happens down the road, it does, but I, I don't want to force anything. I don't want to settle. I don't want to like and I, I want to make peace with either or because I just don't want the pressure of it. Like I want to be okay with it not happening. And I want to be okay if I do decide that I do want it to happen. I still, again, not putting that pressure because it's just too, it's just too much. And I always, I don't know. I felt like, and also growing up in like a Christian background and, and, and all that bit. And there's like so much stuff that they pour into you, like get married, like after high school, that whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. just like. No, I just want to live my life. And I just want to yeah. so make that impact, like you said, in terms of Oprah, like, because you do feel that maternal instinct with her for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. That's such a good, good way of putting it is like making peace with like, essentially making peace with being by yourself and making peace yes. with yourself and who you yes. are and being comfortable in your own company and being comfortable in your own space without needing anyone else to validate that or make you feel good with yourself. It's such a good point. And yeah, I I had come out of like a very long term relationship before I met, like my husband. Now, we were together for nine years. And I remember that split afterwards, it like the whole I was like, I want to be single for like, at least two years. Because I need to figure out who I am outside of another person like and I was able to do that. And when I was able to find out who I was and what I wanted and what was important to me, then I was able to find that in a partner. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had just hopped right into something right after
0: and see I'm right there I just gotta have a seven-year relationship so mm-hmm. like I am yeah right in that mess. I haven't been I haven't been single since I was 18 so I haven't like mm-hmm. spent that you was know, me. really oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah. okay so yeah so this gives like this gives me hope because yeah this has been both it's been liberating it's been freeing but as but at the same time terrifying and just like I don't know I feel like when you start to really do the inner work on yourself, there's so much stuff that comes up and I've spoken to my therapist about this, how like it can just feel so intimidating. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I just, sometimes I just feel like, okay, well, what else do I need to like work on? What else do I have to like, you know, uncover? But it's, she keeps reminding me like, no, like this is like a journey. Like don't try, you know, don't try to take it all on. Think it's like a button you push and you're immediately fixed and whatever. But Girl, it's hard.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> it is the hardest. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, I just sometimes, man, I just wish, but you know in in seeing you and your journey and how you shared, as I said, like it does give hope for that, and I do feel like we are so continuously changing, and I am really proud of myself for that and and I think as long as the decision to try the decision to keep going I think that within itself is is so so powerful absolutely yeah also shared like another quote I'm just sharing all your quotes (laughs) but again I mean it it totally it totally resonates so this is actually not a quote from you but a quote that you had shared on your profile where it said love your life take pictures of everything tell Mm -hmm. people you love them talk to random strangers do things that scare you don't Waste all this magic that is your life. And again, it resonated. I, you know, I think, especially in this year, because I think the past few years have just been rough and tumble, but I think that this year it just feels, I kept saying that it feels like reconnecting with ourselves. It feels kind of just taking life by the reins and just doing what feels good, doing what brings us joy, really just finding this like peace and happiness. And so what made you share this quote? And how are you feeling about life right now? And just, you know, and how you're moving forward and and with your own journey and your own energy and everything?
1: Yeah, that quote, I think is like, for me, it's also a reminder. It's those things that I always need to be telling myself. And that I think a lot of people can hear as well. Just that reminder to sit back, think about you know, what you want in life, appreciate the things that you have around you, tell people that you love them because you never know how long they will be here for. I think that one is really important. And that is something I do with my family, with my husband, with my friends. I constantly am telling them how much I love them. But in terms of where I am now, I think when I posted that, I was going through a very transition period in my life, which I always am, I <laughs> like anytime anyone asks me I'm like I'm going through a transition (laughs) I do love a pivot yeah I kind of went through a period where I was you know I had built my blog in this renegade love and I was working as a full-time influencer like that's what I was doing and I didn't really want to do that anymore because it was like I want to work with brands but I don't want it to be my full thing like I just I want to do something else and had kind of been working through. And then I was working as a brand manager for a medical spa in Toronto. It's my best friend, Um, she owned it. And then I kind of wanted to move on from that. And I was in this like space where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, like, and I'm just, and it it was also like during the pandemic, like, well, at the kind of cusp as we were moving, out of like the big heavy bit and I was just like what am I what am I doing (laughs) what am I and I and I'm like I'm sitting on this all these like this community of people and what am I doing with them and I should be doing this and I kind of just I took some time off and just read like a fuck ton of self-help books and like books about growth and so I was really in this mindset of like it's okay to not know what you're doing, going back to what we were talking about before, but it's okay, like just sit in this and sit in this discomfort and understand why it feels uncomfortable and just allow yourself to grow, try new things. I was taking pottery classes. I was like, you know, just leaning into things that were trying, that were like, that I was like, what makes me feel good? What's, you know, maybe something new that I might like. And also at the same time, I found out and got diagnosed with ADHD. That was a bit of a mind, <laughs> to say the least, um, yes. because it was like an unraveling of my life and looking back at things and going through all of these different emotions of like of grief, of anxiety, of shame, of all of these different things, and then eventually coming to a place of understanding and acceptance and you know creating you know a lifestyle and a life that now works for me and all these sort of structures and systems that was a real, I was just kind of in this year of like, what is going on? And not feeling like I didn't know myself anymore. Feeling like I felt like I I kind of always had known what I wanted in life and had a direction. And this kind of just like, yeah, it was a year of just like, didn't feel like myself felt like I lost my spirit a bit. And so I think when I posted, I was really coming out of that of like, everything just like do what you love lean into that like who cares what people's expectations are and just like love the life that you have and show appreciation for it
0: we are such kindred spirits I think that's exactly (laughs) where I am right now I'm just like fuck it like I'm just I just I don't know if it's like a like a 30s thing I think that you could really feel this at any time in your life but like You're so right. You just get to a point because I think at the beginning of this year, like I was just like, okay, I'm just here. Like, this is, I don't have a plan. I am just here. Mm -hmm. But I think that probably was like the best for me because I, I know for me, I, as we were speaking about earlier in the past, the present, the future, I'm either in the past or in the future. And it's so hard to like remain in the present. And so I think. Now in doing that and not having a plan and really just having whether God or the universe is take over and me just again focusing in on the inner work, it's just changed everything and I feel like my attitude now has given such allowance just for to feel that that freedom and not to feel this like this constant weight of either having to do something or to hustle or to having a plan or anything. I mean, it's still scary. This, I don't think the scaries ever go away. It's you kind of just, they're just there. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, again, it feels like super liberating. And I feel like I've now like taken my power back a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like there was like a loss of power. And so in your own journey, what? do you think has changed the most from like where you were before, maybe at a particular time where you might be very different from where you are now? And so, and what does that, or what has that change looked like?
1: I think when I first started this Renegade Love, I, and I think anyone that kind of comes onto the internet and like it creates a space for themselves and especially leans into the whole influencer aspect of it is I hold so much more for myself now. And I used to show up and feel like I needed to share every part of my life. I felt like people should have all the access to me that they wanted. I really did share a lot, but that like there was nothing left for me. And also like with the, you know, respecting other people's boundaries, like my husband doesn't want to be on my Instagram 24 seven. So, you know, following him around and filming things without like his permission, it was also like that. I was like, okay, like I have to understand that like and my family, they don't want to be, you know, on it all the time kind of thing. So really understanding that like what I share is needs to be come from me and not like disrespect mm. other people's boundaries. Um but yeah I really created that boundary of hey I can I can do things in my life and not share it online like that's okay and so I really have kind of moved away from that and become very very intentional with the things that I share and so I think that everything that I think that intentionality is the big difference and and everything and I mean going back to what you said which was so kind but how you said, you know, the, the stuff that I do post is, you know, you feel like it has weight to it. And that is very intentional, you know, and sometimes I do post really fun and fluffy things. But I do think that when I do come on it, it's, you know, because I have something that I want to say or share. Um, and there is intention behind it. And not everyone's going to be like that. But I think for me, that's what works for me. And yeah, kind of where I am now.
0: Mm, oh my gosh I love that that's so that's so good and I love that you not only in in creating those those healthy boundaries but then holding things for you too I I've definitely I think this year have learned to move more in silence especially when it comes to projects and everything as well too like and then it's fun just to have that like either Rihanna or Beyonce just like drop like sometimes I'll just you know Beyonce just drop her album and I I love just like I'll just drop a project. Like, okay, here it goes. Like it's out into the world. And what would it just, do? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it just feels really, it feels really good. And there's excitement around it. And that has been really, really good for me as well, because it's just, it's created that balance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you do show up, there's really good intention there. There's, and cause I love, you have a, um, you have a highlight of like, I think it's, I forget what you call it, but it's something about like, I don't know, like you, you can just laugh at it, but there's there's a ton of TikTok videos of animals, and it's just so (laughs) it's hilarious. I watched a few this morning, and they're so funny. But I but I love that balance, like I love the balance of like you can laugh, you can take what you need. It's still you know a testament to you and your soul. Like it just all feels good, and I think that's really in terms of social media and and the people that I love to um, follow and to have pour back into my life where. They're sharing in this really beautiful, powerful, impactful way. But then we also get to see these really like golden flakes of, you know, your wittiness and your fun and, you know, of your life of, of what you can share. And so, yeah, it just it all feels really good. And I, I just I love the direction that social media is going from the people that I, that I follow. And I'm, I'm very, very like strict about that. Um, But it just, it's really cool to see the evolution of where we all were before to where we are now and mm-hmm. the impact and really the legacy that we're leaving. And I think that's just so cool.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that you, that you say that because those are the type of people that I like to follow as well as like people that have something to say, or they, they have this like one thing that is, you know, whether they're like, really good at pottery, or, you know, they they have a book out, or they're a poet, or something like that, but they still show those little aspects that you get to see who they are, and that kind of thing. And, you know, I think so much of these sort of social media gurus talk about you have to have a niche, you have to have a niche. And I think that I always did think that. And then, as I'm going forward, one of the things that I'm working on is kind of course for Uh, influencers, but how to brand yourself as an influencer in an -hmm. intentional way, where it's not based on, you know, how many reels you can make that go viral or anything like that. It's like, how can you build a sustainable brand for yourself? And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to post this because now I really need to focus and like really niche I'm like, that's not me. That's not me at all. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I don't want to do something that doesn't feel good. And I don't yes. want to turn my Instagram into something that is just like marketing heavy and doing this. It's like, I can have this thing, but also be myself and attract yes. people. And when I think about it, I'm like the people anyone that I've ever bought a course from or bought something from, it isn't necessarily because of the product itself. It's because of the person who is selling it. And I'm like, I want to learn more from this person. I want to be connected to this person. I trust what they're saying. And so I, yeah, kind of through. And I'm also like, listen, I haven't been in marketing and brand partnerships and all of this space for a bajillion years. So <laughs> like, I know what I'm talking about. So, so again, it was that reminder to stop doing what other people say you have to do and like go with what feels good in your gut. Yes. And that's so exciting, by the way, too, because, oh my gosh,
0: yeah. That's going to be like one hell of a, almost essentially like a masterclass. I think that's going to be so great because I don't think that anything can like trump experience and you've had so much experience in all arenas, which I think is also like really, really amazing because I, for me, like I've I've worked on both the influencer influencer side as well, but then also the brand side as well in mm-hmm. two completely different worlds. But I think knowing both, is so powerful. So that's going to be so good. Oh my so God. Good.
1: It really is. And now I'm kind of working back. I'm um, doing social media for like hotel here. And so back in the travel space as well. And that's, so that's like a client of mine. Um, but yeah, working on the other side as the brand, seeing the pitches that come in from influencers and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> and from people who I'm like, oh, that's like unexpected. So I'm like, It also pumps me up because I'm like, okay, there's definitely a need for this. People like who, like they need to hear what the brand (laughs) side thinks about things. Um, But it really is such an invaluable thing having been on both sides of it. And so, I mean, I've been talking about doing this course forever, but it is something that I'm really, really working on now because I think it's needed more than ever
0: yes oh it's gonna spark so much good and so much impact and I oh you mentioned the brand pitches oh my gosh Lauren my brand pitches it used to be like a book long like <laughs> my thumb could throw it, like just run miles
1: <laughs> yeah well then there's that and then there's the the alternative which is just someone reaching out they don't even follow the account and they just say hey love to collaborate and it's like okay and like you and a million other people <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No. I like that would be a really just funny, hilarious book.
1: It's from both sides because sometimes brands, that yes, influencers. It's also those are. Oh, I've got lots of those. Oh my gosh! There. Yeah, <laughs>
0: immediately spam folder. So yeah. yeah. I- <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, well, I want to share one more uh, last piece of work from you and Lauren. Okay, so we need the, we need the course, we need the book, we need the show, we need. the <laughs> need all, <laughs> oh, I love it. all the things. This is so beautiful. So this is a piece in which you speak about women. So you said, I love women. I love how different we are, how alike we are, how we can be both at the same time. I love connecting women, connecting with women and connecting deeper to myself through the support of women. I love my friendships with women, my familial bonds with women. My where would I be without you, sisterhoods with women. Oh, I feel that. I love seeing women thrive, witnessing women step into their own, celebrating women and all their accomplishments. I love learning about women, hearing women's stories, amplifying women's voices. I love the complex souls of women, the resilience of women, the many different identities of women. I love women. And I'm so grateful to all the amazing women in my life who inspire me, support me, teach me, and help me grow.
1: Actually, that's making me, like, tear up because I really just do love women. <laughs> oh, I just, like, it, and it just, like, reading it, I'm, like, I'm just thinking about all the people in my life I'm just so grateful for. And, yeah.
0: Like, it made me tear up, too, when I read it because I was just, like, it. it's so, it's so encompassing. I mean, it just, it just feels, like, sun-kissed. It just feels so yummy and delicious and good. And it just makes me, like, so proud to be... woman like it's just it's a it's amazing And, and it's wonderful and the this part uh and there and there's so many different parts in which I love in your repetition of of I love women and when you speak to the complex of our souls and the resilience of women and um the celebration and it's this beautiful back and forth dance between you and your description of women, and then what women have done for you, and then bringing it back to your bracing of your womanhood, my where would I be without you sisterhoods, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, because I feel like I, especially this year, I've, I call it like my soul family, or like my, my soul sisterhood, where I, I feel like I've been getting closer to that um, as I move forward in my life, and so, and there are so many women also in my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's no way that I would the person that I am today like without you without without things that you've said and it's just everything so I just, <laughs> I had to read it for the pod
1: <laughs> I honestly I talk like with my husband all the time I'm just like we'll be watching something I'm like I just I love women women are just so badass and I'm so lucky to have especially like now in life like the my really close friends that I have now I mean I, I have many from different parts of my life but I'd say the ones I'm closest to now, I've kind of met in my 30s. Like we just have deepest conversations. We support each other. We love each other. We, it's just, it feels so rewarding. We can have difficult conversations. We can tell each other when someone has done something that has hurt us and we can hold space for each other. And I feel so lucky to have that where I feel held and supported and safe in my relationships. Mm. And like, I look at my husband, he's got, you know, loads of friends, but I'm always asking, like, so what do you guys talk about? And like, what do you how do you connect? Like, what is it? Yeah. What's going on there? And I just I, I feel so I mean, there's a lot to be said about how I think male relationships can improve, um, in turn, in terms like from a societal point of view and what's deemed to be um, like acceptable. Crying, like I, I can't imagine being in a friendship where I can't just fully burst out into tears mm. and be myself. And so I just, I love that I, I have those people in my life and that will listen if I need them to listen or offer advice if I need them to offer advice, and. Um, I have like a great mom and a sister that I'm really close with and then I and then other women when I see them succeed, I'm just like, Yes. I just I love it so much. And I always say I think I think the world would be just a much better place if it was run by women because wars are started by men, all the shit in the world is because of men. So <laughs> like not just shit on men, they're great and everything, but I really do think there is like a deep like, empathy and compassion um, for humanity that often comes from women. So, yeah. Mm,
0: Yes, yes. And I, I love that so much because, you know, there's just to be able to be that friend for someone as well. Like, I don't have a close relationship with my mother. She's not in my life. And so my gratitude is so deep for, like, my my friends and um, my aunts or or even like past teachers and everything who like poured so much love into me. Yeah. It just, it just means everything just to be able to be seen and understood and in that sisterhood. And and as you said, to be vulnerable, like vulnerability is in the past. It's been so hard for me. Now I just, I cry at anything and everything, but I think (laughs) just, (laughs) but not feeling any shame around that, even that, like that is just, and then also to be celebrated as well too is just incredible. So mm-hmm. I, I I love this, and I I might have to get your permission to print this out and put it on my wall. Of course, crediting you because I'm just like I <laughs> love this so much.
1: <laughs> of course, I know my girlfriends and I always um, talk about. We're like, oh, like when we're older, like we'll just get like a golden girls house, and that's like the dream is to just that's like you know live the end of your days with your girlfriends. <laughs> Yes. Not like we all love our husbands <laughs> yes uh, yeah, oh my gosh is, yeah. and i always tell people like there's you know people who live maybe they're like you know they have roommates or they're single or whatever and they're like you know really wanting to get in a relationship or whatever which is also fine but like enjoy those times enjoy the times that you have like the, your best friend is your roommate or when you have no one else to be responsible for and you can go out with your girlfriends and travel with your girlfriends and do all those kinds of things like enjoy that time
0: you are phenomenal lauren thank you so much for joining us on the bloom pod today where can everyone find you
1: Everyone can find me uh, usually on Instagram is where I share the most. So, and that's at this renegade love and then this renegade love.com, which is my website, which I am currently redoing. So (laughs) so look for that there. Yes. Oh, I'm so
0: excited for all your magic. I'm so happy that you exist. Thank you for blooming with us. And I just, I just, I can't wait.
1: And that wraps up another episode of the Bloom Pod. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. Seriously, every single one always becomes our newest favorite. At Hello Blue Media, it is our number one mission to make sure that all women feel seen, heard, and included.
0: If you aren't already, we would love for you to go give Hello Blue Media a follow on Instagram. You can find us at Hello Blue Media or at www.hellobluemedia.com.
1: Until next time, everyone, bloom bloom on. on!